Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Lord, we thank you so much that you've given us your great love and Lord, we praise You for uh, Your Holy Word and what it means to us and uh, how You speak to our hearts and lives. And Lord, I, I pray that You would continue to, to work in us, that we might understand the, uh, the, the breadth and the depth and the length of Your great love. Lord, I pray that You would lead us uh, to, to hear Your Spirit uh, speak into our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, I risk a lot saying this, but turn to Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, I, I hope you don't uh, start throwing tomatoes at me just because uh, we're back at Ephesians chapter 1. We've been looking the last several weeks at what does it mean to be a Christian and how does it mean, how do we fit in to that relationship to God and, and we've been building to this point and, and uh, I, I thought about possibly taking a break from this but uh, that would be like coming to the edge of a cliff and just saying okay well we've seen it let's go home um, uh, we got to get all the way over the uh, to the next side and to the other side we can't understand that unless we go through the whole thing so uh, once again, we're looking at Ephesians chapter 1 and, and uh, we're coming to the part where we're talking about uh, God's plan for us, God's purpose for us. And, and I, I, I don't know why you wouldn't be excited about understanding and knowing that. We looked at uh, God's plan for us as children of God of, of, and God's plan for humanity was seen uh, in the past. Remember, uh, we saw that the past was is that He had predestined us, and we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, about how God chose us, selected us, uh, and uh, but that uh, selection doesn't nullify the, the choice, the free will that we have. And uh, we also looked last week at uh, God's current work in our life, the redemption, and, and God's redemption power and, and how God is continuing to work in us, continuing to to redeem us and continuing to uh, to mold us into the, the people that we need to be. And and those are the two facets that we've talked about so far about uh, about what it means to be a Christian. And, and we have to understand where we are and who we are as Christians before we can ever understand how we apply that in our life, how we connect the dots and how we uh, uh, are meant to to do all that. And the book of Ephesians has uh, so many practical things in it, uh, uh, so many practical ways of living out the Christian life. And, and it's, uh, we're so eager to jump into that 
that we fail to really discuss and study what does it mean to be a Christian? What is, what is, uh, uh, and, and for that reason, I believe a lot of people miss out and misunderstand and, and, and uh, uh, can have doubts. And I, I believe today, when we look at the third phase of the future of what God's plan is for us, that I think will just solidify for you what it means to be a Christian and, and uh, will help you and guard you. And, and uh, today we're talking about the inheritance that God has for us. That's the third phase. The first phase, predestined. He chose us, selected us, calls us to be a child of God. Uh, not everyone hears that call. Not everyone uh, uh, yields to that call. Many people fight that call and, and uh, run away. Uh, uh, but once they do accept Jesus Christ into their heart and life, uh, uh, then they are redeemed and, and God begins to work uh, your salvation out throughout your life and begins to change you and mold you and uh, make you into the new creation that He desires for you to be. And, and then we come to uh, this phase, the inheritance, the future. Where, what are we working towards uh, you know, uh, uh, you you can't you can't take a bow and arrow out in your backyard and start shooting the arrow, and then every time uh, the the arrow uh, lands on a tree branch or or uh, in the ground. Uh, then go run after the arrow and draw a circle and then draw a bullseye right in the center where the uh, the arrow is that you you aren't you aren't uh, that's like or or that's like taking a gun out in your backyard and, and shooting everywhere you can and saying well I meant to I meant to hit that I meant to hit that over there uh, no you've got to uh, to me it's the same way with uh, with picking up an instrument uh, I, I've always loved the thought of of playing music, but my problem is, is I, I can't uh, I can't read uh, the music to play an instrument by by uh, by reading music. So if I'm sitting there playing a, a little ditty on something like a guitar or a piano, I have no song, nothing to think, uh, no song to, to to you know. You can't just simply start plucking a little. Well, some very talented people can, but they they begin to pluck a little couple of notes here and there and and they're able to string together those notes and make a beautiful song uh, out of thin air i'm not talented like that i'm not talented in any way like that you can't start running and uh be i mean uh years ago there was a movie called forrest gump and he just started running and and he just started running and people asked him why are you running uh, to get somewhere and he didn't know where he was going didn't know what he was doing you can't run like that in real life you can run but you have to usually you want to have a course you want to have a a, a a pathway and the christian life isn't that way either you don't just simply uh give your heart and life to jesus and then say all right that's it i'm done because God doesn't check you out of the world at that point, does He? No, you've got a long... Uh, you're just beginning eternal life at the point of salvation. You're just beginning your journey. Uh, 
And God's got a pathway for you to go. And so many of us think, well, I'm just going to sit here and be like a leaf on a, on a, uh, in a river and just float down the river or however God wants me to go. I'm just going to be there and whatever. But you, you can't do that if you intend to, to grow in Christ, if you tend to be useful for Jesus Christ. You shouldn't be a child of God if you don't want to serve Him, love Him. And, and uh, uh, some people get confused with that. They think that we're talking about uh, doing works for your salvation. And no, we don't earn our salvation. James talks about this. Uh, you can't, uh, James says you can't have salvation without works because uh, works is an outpouring of salvation in your life. Not that you get salvation because uh, you are helpful to other people. You give money to the church and because you do all these things. But because of what Christ has done for you, you want to serve God. You want to live for Him. And so uh, in the book of Ephesians, Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus. He's writing to a whole group of churches, but uh, it, it's associated with the church at Ephesus. And he's writing about what does it mean to be a Christian? What, is it, uh, what does it entail? And how do we do it? And so we're looking at that that whole concept of what does it mean to be a Christian. So the inheritance, it says in verse 11 here, uh, it says, uh, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance. See, there it is. Being predestined according to the purpose of Him who worketh all things after the counsel of His own will, that we should be uh, to the praise of His glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of uh, promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of His glory." Wow, Paul packs a lot in there. And, and so often when Paul packs so much into what he says, we today have a tendency of just reading over it and not even thinking about what he's saying. And unfortunately, that's what we do a lot of times with Scripture. We read over it. We, we're not really sure what it says, but we're just waiting till we get to the good parts. We're waiting till the, we get to the part where we like to uh, memorize Scripture and where we like to uh, to uh, uh, really uh, uh, focus on rather than realizing that all of this has a purpose and a plan for us to understand. And this is the inheritance. Uh, and now we need to understand the inheritance. What is the inheritance? Uh, what is the... Uh, 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 what does it mean to be the inheritance of God? Uh, and what does it mean uh, for us as Christians? And so uh, what is God giving us? When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, so many of us have been uh, brought into salvation uh, with, the, uh, with the understanding that we're uh, uh, basically, for a lot of people, uh, salvation is fire insurance. Right? Uh, you buy fire insurance because, uh, heaven forbid, something should happen, uh, a short happening in your electrical system, and you get a fire and you have 
fire insurance to ensure that you can uh, try and pull back the pieces of your life and have a place to live. And for so many people, salvation is fire insurance. They, uh, they hear of the great judgment of God. They hear of, uh, of what God uh, is, is uh, His pronouncement of judgment against sin. And they say, well, I don't want to be associated with sin. I don't want to uh, go to eternal, eternity in hell. I don't want to be separated from God. So I'm going to uh, have... Uh, salvation so I can get away from the devil and I can get away from the penalty of sin of, uh, which is death and, and uh, of an eternity away from God. But unfortunately sal- uh, for so many people that's where they stop. They stop at the fact that salvation, yes, is uh, 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 God's plan and purpose for us to uh, His answer to the problem of sin that separates us from God. But what they miss is the whole purpose of salvation is not necessarily uh, to get us out of a sinner's hell. It's to establish a relationship between us and God. Uh, sin creates a barrier between us and God. Sin creates that barrier and causes us to never be in the presence of God because God uh, does, cannot, will not tolerate sin in the presence of His holiness. And so that's the whole purpose of the sinner's hell. That's the whole purpose of, uh, of the lake of fire. That's the whole purpose of the judgment of Satan. And, and uh, uh, at the end of time is not uh, to, uh, to give him a uh, celestial eternal spanking for all the evil that he's done. It is because God cannot uh, uh, and will not allow the presence of evil to be in his, uh, in his presence. And so uh, what sin means is, is that it means a separation between us and God. The reason hell is so awful is not because of the lake of fire, not because of the burning, not because of, of wormwood or all the, uh, the things that you think of about hell. It is an eternity without God in your life, an eternity separated from God. That is hell. That is the understanding of what hell is. And so salvation is to redeem us, to bring us back to Him. Let me, let me just uh, illustrate. Let's say you're a young man or a young woman in the military and you've spent uh, uh, months and months in training and uh, you've prepared yourself for battle, and you've uh, you've gotten yourself all spit and polished and all ready and everything, and and then the military and its great wisdom sends you somewhere far flung in the world to serve in whatever capacity that uh, that they have deemed you appropriate uh, to fill, and so they um, uh, send you off into a rifle company somewhere, or they send you off somewhere in, in uh, 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 the uh, 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 quartermaster corps, whatever it might be, and you're halfway across the world, and you're on the other side of the world, and you're separated from your family, you're separated from the ones that you love, you're separated from from all those you care about, and the people you're fighting for, the people that you're hoping to uh, to keep secure through your military service. 
One day you get uh, uh, notes, uh, 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 you get orders from your commander saying you get to go back home and you get to spend time with your family. So you get on an airplane, you get on a, a ship, you get on a, a train, however that you are traveling, you get uh, to go all the way back, you go all the way back home uh, to spend some time with family. Now that conveyance is like salvation. It's getting you back to your family. But once you get home, you don't just sit around and and you say, well, I'm here. No, you get in there and you grab hold of your mama and you hug her tight. You grab hold of your daddy and you you hold uh, you you hug him tight and you and you shower them with kisses and love and uh, because you've been away from them for uh, for months and maybe even a year or more and you're finally back home and you didn't think that you would ever get to uh, be with them if you're you've been in the den of war and you 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 realize how precious it is the time that you have because you've seen things you don't ever want to have to see. And our sin is exactly like that. Uh, our sin casts us far away from God, keeps us away from God, and we encounter uh, uh, things in life that are so terrible because of our sin. But God gives us salvation that brings us back into a right relationship with Him. And we ought to come back into a right relationship with Him and shower Him with love because He loved us enough to forgive us. He loved us so much to provide a way of salvation. He provided us. Uh, we never had stood a chance of getting back to with God. But he, that's the inheritance of being His child. In the Scripture here, uh, there's two ways of reading this uh, uh, in whom we also have obtained an inheritance. One is, is that... Uh, uh, that this is going to blow your mind. This is going to just blow you away. One is the inheritance is, is that we're the inheritance of Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ went to the cross of Calvary and He died on that cross for our sins, He obtained salvation for us and paid the penalty. And when He uh, was put in the grave and when He rose the third day, God gave Him the inheritance of what He paid for. What, the, what does the Bible say that that Jesus Christ went and paid for our sins on the cross? He purchased us with His blood. We are what He purchased. We are the inheritance. Oh man! God has allowed Jesus Christ to take you into His possession as His inheritance for what He did on the cross of Calvary. Don't believe me? Read in Scripture where it says that, uh, that Jesus is praying for those in whom God has given Him. He's talking about those that, uh, that belong to Him through the purchase of the blood of Jesus Christ. So we're the inheritance of God. Man, if that doesn't warm your heart, make you feel so good, Jesus Christ purchased you not just to set you free, but that you would be His. And He treasures you so much that He was willing to go to the cross to purchase you. The second way of looking at this is going to warm you even more. 
The second way of looking at this is, is that not just that we are the inheritance of Jesus Christ, but that Jesus Christ is our inheritance. That He is our inheritance. That with the purchase of the blood of Jesus Christ, that we have inherited Jesus Christ into, into our life. He has come into our heart and life. And that He is the inheritance. Whew, man. It says that the Bible says that we've been grafted into the family, that we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ, that we have joined in with Christ. So we inherit Jesus Christ with his purchase, the purchase of our sin on the cross. Wow. So how's that work? Three ways. First of all, what's the grounds of the inheritance? How do we have this inheritance? Ooh, okay. In whom we also have obtained. So who's whom? Jesus Christ. On His authority, on His power, on what He did on the cross of Calvary, it is because of Jesus Christ, because of what He did, because of His shedding of His blood, offering of Himself as a sacrifice for you. It is upon His authority that we have this inheritance. No other way. We can't earn it. We, can't, uh, we don't deserve it. We don't uh, uh, get it by any other way. We don't get it by default. We don't get it because we were the last one to be chosen, just happened to be standing around and got picked. No, it was because of what Jesus Christ did. In whom? Jesus Christ. It's because of His purchase, His work on the cross. So the grounds of our uh, inheritance is Jesus Christ. He purchased our sins. He purchased us by the shedding of His blood. He gave of Himself that we might be redeemed. Second is, is what is uh, 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 the guarantee? It's specified in here. In whom we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of Him who worketh all things after the counsel of His own will, that we should be to the praise of His glory, whom first trusted in Christ. So, what is, uh, what is the guarantee? The guarantee of the inheritance. If Jesus Christ is going to purchase us on the cross, uh, we need to have a guarantee. Anytime you purchase something of great value, anytime you purchase something of, uh, of enormous risk, you purchase a guarantee. Uh, a lot of times when we uh, uh, used to... I, I remember going with mom and dad uh, to the Western Auto years ago when I was just a little boy. And the Western Auto sold more than just uh, tires. They sold all kinds of things like bicycles and uh, uh, televisions and things. And I can remember uh, uh, when, I, when I was just a little boy, we, all we had was a little black and white TV that was a part of a console... Uh, that also had a record player and uh, uh, also had an 8-track tape player in it. And then uh, we bought a... Uh, Mom and Dad bought a color TV. Whew. 
Man, and we, we could see everything in color instead of having to get one of those little plastic things that you put on a, t- a black and white TV that had green down at the bottom and blue up at the top. That looked awful funny during the nightly news, didn't it? Um, but uh, if you were watching a Western on TV, it, it kind of fit. But, uh, but if, if, uh, uh, so we finally got color TV, and when uh, this was such a, an enormous expense at the time, it was such a risk that you bought a guarantee. Nowadays, you can go buy a TV for $100 at, at uh, uh, Walmart and you can skip the warranty because it's already got a year warranty on it and you don't expect it to last uh, a whole lot longer than a couple of years anyway. So uh, you just assume the risk yourself. Or you buy a car, you buy a home, you buy a guarantee. You want to be sure that that when you get home, it works. You want to be sure that, uh, that everything is all right. What is our guarantee? In whom we have obtained the, an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of Him who worketh all things after the counsel of His own will, that we should be uh, to the praise and the glory uh, of... Uh, of His glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of our salvation, in whom also after ye believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. We were sealed by the Holy Spirit. Our salvation is... The Holy Spirit is an integral part of our salvation. And many times uh, in understanding of, of Scripture, people naturally gravitate and think about God the Father because of all the Scripture in the Old Testament is focused on God the Father and our relationship to Him and Jesus Christ, God the Son, because He's the one who came and uh, purchased us in our sin. And of course, we understand that God is a trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three in one. All three are God, but we leave out the Holy Spirit so much. Our understanding is is that uh, it is the Holy Spirit that convicts us of our sin. It's the Holy Spirit that calls us to salvation, calls us to an understanding that we need a Savior, calls us to an understanding that, uh, that we can only get that salvation in Jesus Christ. And so often we kind of leave the Holy Spirit off at that point. But one of the greatest uh, roles of the Holy Spirit is, is to seal us into salvation. Now that doesn't mean that uh, that on the back of your head or on your forehead or somewhere else there's a, a seal of you know like the good housekeeping seal on you and you may have been certified fresh by God. Uh, rather, it is a promise that uh, the Holy Spirit is going to see you through the uh, the seal the uh, the the being sealed by 
the Holy Spirit means that not only are you genuine in your understanding of God through the, uh, the power of the Holy Spirit working in your life, and this is where people need to really hone in on is, is uh, because so many people uh, uh, accept Jesus into their heart and life. They walk down an aisle or something and think that's it, but it's the work of the Holy Spirit that seals you into salvation. It, uh, he, uh, the Holy Spirit, He uh, uh, guarantees that you have salvation in Jesus Christ. Guarantees your salvation, uh, and and is, is, is that seal means uh, in so much of our life, it is a guarantee of authenticity. The Holy Spirit guarantees our salvation, but He also uh, uh, guards us and keeps us. And uh, 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 the Holy Spirit uh, not only guarantees the authenticity of our salvation, but keeps us uh, in that relationship with God, uh, guards us, prevents us from going astray, uh, uh, guards us in our relationship to Jesus Christ. And so we see the grounds of our inheritance, the guarantee of our inheritance, and now the third aspect is the glory of our inheritance. What is the whole purpose of the inheritance? It is to bring glory to Jesus Christ, to bring glory to God. You see it several times in that brief, short period uh, uh, scripture. Uh, there's two scriptures that speaks of His glory. It says that we have an inheritance being predestined according to the purchase of Him who worketh all things uh, after the counsel of His own will, that we should be to the praise of His glory who first trusted in Christ. So uh, we are His glory because we have trusted in Jesus Christ. It says, "...in whom also uh, ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is uh, the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of His glory." His glory. God is glorified in our relationship to Him. Now when we think of praise and glory, we think of what it means to us. We think, well, uh, if we hear about somebody that's doing something merely for praise, merely to be... uh, uh, recognized, we see that as as bad and wrong because it it talks about uh, a self-centeredness. It it focuses on our human nature of wanting praise, our human nature of wanting to be uh, uh, seen as better than others and, and, and seeking glory is seen as something that is bad. But, uh, but that is all in the fallibility in the, uh, of humanity. But with God, there is no evil intent. With God, there is no uh, 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 corruption in His uh, desire for glory. God ought to be glorified for all that He has done for us. God should and deserves glory because of, of His 
uh, unfailing love, of His long-suffering because of all that He has done, because of His sacrifice for us. And uh, in, in the depictions of heaven that we've studied about in Revelation, we see God being glorified by the angels, being glorified by the saints of the elders. And uh, in that uh, scene of the throne room of God, He's being uh, holy, holy, holy. God is being glorified because of His holiness, glorified because of all that He is and all that He has done. And it is uh, because of His love, because of His sacrifice, because of His salvation, because of His mercy, because of His redemption, that He should be glorified. He deserves uh, uh, the glory. He deserves all that that we can ever offer to Him because of all that He is and because of all that He has done and because of who He is. And that is the purpose of our salvation, to give glory to God because of His love for us, to glorify God because of what He has uh, done in us and through us, glorifying God because we were dead in our sin. We did not deserve uh, uh, salvation. We did not deserve His love. We did not deserve His grace. We did not deserve His mercy. And yet He showered it upon us because of His love, because of His goodness, because of who He is. He offered us salvation and presented it us that we would be able to have an inheritance in Jesus Christ, that we would be His inheritance. Look, in what God does in us and what God uh, accomplishes in the redemption of the church and what He has accomplished in us, He's taking us uh, from the impurity of sin, the, uh, the, uh, the filth and the, the, the quagmire of sin, and He has made us an inheritance to Jesus Christ because of what Jesus has done, that's enough to be uh, to warrant our praise, our glory. Uh, it's enough that, that we should offer up praise to Him. But He has changed us to the point where He loves us because of our association with Jesus Christ, because of what Christ has done, because of the covering of, his, uh, of our sins by His precious blood. He has made us a precious thing. He's taken a defiled and... Go back to the image of marriage. He's taken a defiled and uh, untrustworthy, uh, un, uh, uh, unloved individual and changed us into the spotless bride of Christ. Transformed us from pure filth to purity that we might be joined with Jesus Christ. We ought to praise Him. We ought to glorify Him. That's what it means to be a Christian. That's what it means to have a relationship with Christ. That's what it means to have a, a relationship with God that He has changed us and transformed us from uh, being unable to be with God to being pure so that we could be in His presence and glorify His name and to exalt Him 
Not just for who he's, uh, what He's done, but because of who He is. And that can be yours today. If you don't have Jesus Christ in your life, that is salvation. It's not just fire insurance. It's an opportunity to be made a special creation of God. Uh, uh, it's, it's an opportunity at a relationship. It's an opportunity to, like those scenes of family members coming home and children and, fa- and loved ones running out to embrace. We have the opportunity to run to embrace God in salvation. To run into the embrace of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. God the Father, the Creator of all that is, yearns to run into our embrace and to have Him embrace us and love us. Yearns for us to to embrace Him. That's salvation. Don't you want it? Don't you want to share it with others? Let's pray. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we thank You so much that You allow us and You afford us Your precious love. We thank You for the tremendous outpouring of Your love towards us. We thank You, Father, for all that You are. And we praise You. We glorify You. We magnify you for all that you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.